Hey, hey, I'm Saving Content's own Eric Costa, and welcome to .exe, a Saving Content podcast. It's episode 32, and joining me today is the man who has the singing voice of an angel uh, driving a dump truck in reverse, Eric Acosta. Hey, it's me, singing voice of an angel, not so much, maybe of like uh, a fallen angel who screams and yells like a banshee. But you screams know, hey. bloody murder. Bloody murder. No one's going to murder us. Fall down! <laughs> Alright, well now that your, your sound wave is going to be blown out. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if it's blown. Actually, I can check the uh, <laughs> the waveform right now. That is true. Uh, and... Doesn't look that bad. I think. I might have already passed it. I don't know. So, <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Like I said, it's episode 32. Welcome. Um, I don't know. It's kind of been a light week for me. Uh, I've just played really two games all week. Uh, I think you've played a few more. But other than that, I um, I'm I'm not sitting on the couch today. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, you've got a new setup. I've got a jerry rigged setup up here <laughs> where I've decided I think I think I want to start streaming some stuff. So Help. I need an actual setup to do so. And I pulled out my ironing board <laughs> and put a blanket over the top. So now I've got a makeshift desk behind my couch. Um, two two issues I have with this. Not stable. Uh, stable is not a problem. Uh, it is thin, so if I bump it, you know, there's always the potential for me knocking something off of this makeshift table. But the, the biggest issue I have is that it's a crossbar in the center of it because, right. you know, it's just a um, ironing board. Right. So it's like a scissor thing, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. My knee constantly hits it and then i'm afraid i'm going to knock over like the camera that i have up here or like my keyboard or controller off um i've had a cup of coffee up here <laughs> and <laughs> have caught myself going oh no yeah, uh, many times uh already being like okay i don't want the coffee mug to fall because i really like the <laughs> coffee mug uh and then two i don't want it to spill on this blanket so i have to go wash it right so i decided to pull out the little tv tray that i had in my closet to hold all that stuff on but other than that i mean it's a nice little setup i just do wish it were wider and maybe didn't have the uh the crossbar in the center it just leads me to believe that i'm gonna actually want a desk you're gonna need a table yeah a, yeah. a legitimate desk table yeah Ideally, one that I can fold up and maybe stuff under the couch or something when I'm not using it. But right, so it's not a, like in the way. But yeah, but a, a desk nonetheless. And I've got a a nice little camera that was uh, donated by the Acosta family up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was um, that's his camera, right? Yes, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So, thank you, Des. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's it's a nice little camera. It's got a little light on it, a little ring light, so I can get some um, fill light in my face. And then I do have a cheap ring light that I got for dumb stuff, and uh, that's filling up some of the um, 
the side and back that I've got. I do need to get a fill to put behind me to kind of break me out from the background and possibly one or if not, maybe just use that one to light up the background a little bit. And I need to make my background look nice. <laughs> so <laughs> you need a you know. background. <laughs> yeah, I need a background. Yes. Yeah, see, that's so, my issue. I, that's why I can't uh, where I currently do any of you know, my um, audio streaming stuff. I don't. It's a hallway. It's like the rest of my house. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's like a hallway and stairs with a front door. You know, people come out the front door and you can see the kitchen. Like it is every the whole top floor of my house. So yeah, you got <laughs> vaulted ceiling and it's just right. a giant open area. Yeah. So it's uh, it, it's not conducive. It really isn't very conducive to audio by making it work. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's, it sounds fine. Uh, there is, you know, I, I can hear occasional echo or at, at least in my headphones, you know, there's an echo yeah. uh, of just like reverberation coming off of something. But when I play it on speakers or in the car, it's fine. <laughs> it's well, doable. And it's, it's funny because when you were up here and we recorded some some stuff, uh, we were trying to figure out what was going on, why we were getting an echo when we had two mics. And for we, fa- we kind of narrowed it down that it might just be my voice <laughs> as <laughs> yeah, an echo. We- <laughs> Because I didn't have an issue or didn't echo or at least echo so badly. Uh, We record with Genevieve and Genevieve didn't have much of an issue at all. But then once you spoke, (laughs) it was like, oh, there's like two or three of you. Yeah, I don't know if maybe uh, maybe I actually have like three souls in me and they're all when I speak, they all speak at one time. So it just kind of goes and echoes, right? Well, you know, I don't know. One, one is of the angel. One is of the fallen angel. <laughs> one is <laughs> and you. And one is of me that's in a trapped and trying to get out. Uh, <laughs> but other than my little setup that I've got going on here, it does feel good to lean over and talk into the mic rather Still, than uh, lay back on the right. couch. Uh, I just well, need, do need to get a better chair. I'm just using a kitchen chair at this point. It's funny you say that because I was uh, when we were doing that, uh, the plate up um, uh, quick video. video kind of thing. Um, I was sitting down and, and like it, it, it is a very different way of talking. And I yeah. wouldn't think that would be like I, I thought I'd be more relaxed. And it's actually harder to uh, get a, uh, a steady voice. It's a little different. Back projecting yourself than it is a sitting uh i'm sure it has something to do with constricting airways but probably or or and i guess it makes sense i mean you know in um drama class which we both had you know Uh our teachers always told us you know projection you want to kind of straight back and look up (laughs) you know kind of you know to get a clear pathway and i always just thought it was just like okay to to throw your voice into the the ceiling or into the, where it's going to to bounce into the audience, but no, it's it really <laughs> is projection of you, right? <laughs> um, yeah, drama class. Uh, I'm going to need a suggestion from the audience. Um, some uh, a place, uh, maybe a uh, an occupation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and yes, and <laughs> yes, and you know yes what the best? And. You know who are the best conversators are. <laughs> People who know how to yes and exactly people who just say who who people who just answer your question 
or just end it with like a, a period. <laughs> yeah. Those are the See, worst. Exactly. Like those that be like, you're talking and then they go, uh-huh. Or yep. Or yeah. right. It's like, it's like, just, uh, it's yes. And <laughs> how can we continue the conversation and not just go done? Yeah. Those. So when people have, you know, I've had, I've been told that like, you don't talk much. You don't, you, you, you don't continue the conversation. That's the issue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and actually it's funny. I just had this conversation uh-huh. and it really wasn't a conversation. It was uh, me um, soapboxing to Keegan uh-huh. about <laughs> conversations. And I'm like, see, this is what a conversation is. One person talks, the other person is listening, uh-huh. but also absorbing what's being said. And then reiterate, not reiterate, but, you know. Then you answer. respond or answer with what was said, your interpretation and what you want to say. Yeah. I'm like, the problem, what I've noticed with him and his friends when they talk I call it talking, not conversation, because <laughs> he will talk and he'll go, man, I really like Risk of Rain. And his friend will talk and be like, yeah, but monkeys are really cool. And I like monkeys because they do this. And he'll go, yep, that's pretty cool. So Risk of Rain is like, da, 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 da. And then his <laughs> friend will go, uh-huh. Monkeys have these cool colors. Like, I'm like, that's not conversation. That's just talking at each other. <laughs> and saying, uh-huh, I don't really care about what you're saying. I, I just want to talk about what I want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of finding um, a good time to, you know, uh, put it in there and then you can have a little conversation about that and come back to the, you know, that's how conversation flows. Uh, right. Ebb and it, flow. It'll quite, come back. It's quite literally, uh, you know, you're you're talking to a camera by yourself and then you just have like a response of like, yep. Uh huh, and then you're back to your topic. It's an, it's an acknowledgement response, exactly. Yeah. It is a response of, "Yep, I acknowledge what you said. I don't care, but I acknowledge it." And that's like, I I think that is a generational thing, maybe. And I think maybe that's been uh, now that I'm thinking about it. I mean, that's very much like an internet conversation, right? Yes, it is. It's very much a, you know, uh, type it out read it i'm gonna type out what i think but it doesn't necessarily involve your your topic uh i just used your topic to hide you know hijack your topic to talk about what i wanted to sure sure i mean i i can probably uh i can probably go back and remember if i if i've tried really hard enough remember conversations i've had on like aim that were like Mm -hmm. that oh yeah and I mean, when I was younger, I did it every once in a while because, you know, I was like, you know, eight, nine, ten. And I wanted my, yeah, my topic kid. was important. You wanted to, right. <laughs> I you was had a, a lot on your mind. You want to <laughs> say it before you forget it. Right. I needed to tell you about the mud dirt ball that I made. No, no, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about, you know, how you how bad your car is working. I need to tell you that, you know, my my uh, bowl of soup that is made out of mud and sticks was was fake delicious. Right. That's more important. Your oh, thing yes. can wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. Well, I don't need to know about I don't need to know about actual dinner. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Just make something. 
I already right, whatever. Something. <laughs> I, whatever you, you make something, I'm going to hate it anyway because you're mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I am a defiant child. But that's how that works. Hi, oh. Hey, Yeah, it's it is funny. Uh, just just now I'm thinking about it, that conversation or that talk that I had with Keegan. It's like this this really is it is just his way of conversing with his friends is how you talk on the Internet or like how a streamer talks to his his chat. Right. I'm talking to the screen and I'm going to pick out something in the chat that someone said. So it's not necessarily a call and response. It's like a call and call. Yeah. Yeah. It's a call and an acknowledgement that you're still in the room. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. That's it. That's it. Uh, but, you know, different strokes for different folks. Not everybody's going to be able compatible in the same way for converse conversation. Uh, and you know, everybody will get annoyed at other people because people are the worst. So <laughs> people are their own enemy. <laughs> yes. Well. I've been playing uh, really only two games this week. It's been Let's Build a Zoo, which it's just came been. out on. It's been. Uh, it really just came out, I think, this week on Game Pass. And it is a... I don't... I, I mean, the best way I can describe it, it's a tycoon game. I know there is a name for that, and I just am drawing a blank, but... <laughs> it is it is zoo tycoon it is roller coaster tycoon it is uh the theme park games it it it's just one of those you build up a zoo and you go uh very simplistic graphics it's in the style of like your early 8-bit type of uh thing everything is kind of cutesy in 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 that regard but it's money management, it's park management, it's it's rather fast for one of those games. So, really? you know, the uh, when I say fast, I don't mean like the day moves fast. It does, but you mean like progression? Yeah, like earning the money at during your day and then at the end of the day and then unlocking new upgrades like equipment or buildings or types of staff you know that stuff go comes really fast and after playing hmm, i think it was 10 hours in total this week uh i feel like even though my park isn't that big i feel like i've made a lot of progress (laughs) like at this point not only can i uh, rescue animals from around the world. Um, I can n- <laughs> I can now splice the genomes of said animals and make my own animals <laughs> with the CRISPR lab. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember when you you got that. You're like CRISPR. I'm like what <laughs> DNA? <laughs> so Metal this Gear? game, <laughs> Metal Gear. Nano machine, son. <laughs> um, yes. I did not expect to make your own animals in this game. <laughs> no, that was that was a shock. Uh, so I I got the the DNA facility, and the way it works is any animal that you found multiple variants of or enough variants of, 
it seems each animal has like 10 uh, variations in like color and things like that. So I guess not only can you rescue the animals, it's a Pokemon game too. And <laughs> you got to collect them all. Uh, once you do, then you've unlocked their genome. Or I think it's maybe just five out of the 10. I don't remember off the top of my head. But you unlock the genome and you can throw the animal into the DNA into the um, the facility and it'll be like the head of one animal and the body of another. That's that's about as in-depth as I've seen it go. As, and I think it's probably all it is. And so like if you want to throw a rabbit and a snake into this thing, depending on what you put in first, the in the first slot is going to be the head. In the second slot is going to be the body. Always? I think always. Okay. So like if I threw in a rabbit with a snake, then it would come out as a rabbit-headed snake. <laughs> well, that um, seems like the worst. <laughs> For that animal, <laughs> that seems like the worst of everything. And they do name the animal. It's just a, you know, a, a mix-up of the two names. So like that would probably be a, a, a rabnake or something weird like a that. Rabake. <laughs> a rabake. A snabbit. Um, yeah, a snabbit. <laughs> I want that. A snabbit. A snake head and a rabbit body. Right. Uh, what did, I think I had a snake head on a um, capybara. Okay. Uh, uh, what's that thing called? A snappy bar? I don't remember now. But snappy bar. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 really neat. <laughs> uh, those animals cannot reproduce, though. They are infertile. So to make more, you have to actually physically make more. The other animals in the game, they'll reproduce like crazy. In fact, the rabbits I have a hard time keeping up with. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to give them contraceptive because at some point I think in the game I'll be able to send them out to the world to repopulate and like release into the wild and earn uh good points out of it. Uh right, but you were saying you can't just like sell them, like you can't farm them and sell them, right? Right. Well, at least not yet. Um, the way that it's worked so far up until I got the rescue center um, or rehab mm -hmm. rehabilitation center. I forget what they call that thing now. But the way it's worked so far is if I wanted to uh, donate a rabbit or like an animal, then I could get rid of it by donating and it would cost me like 25 coins, which in grand scheme of things, not much. But the other option is euthanize. Like, yeah. there's a button right there that says euthanize. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. But with the rehabilitation um, center, I can actually uh, take my extra animals and throw them back out in the world so that they can, you know, not be endangered. And in the rehabilitation center, <laughs> it shows all the animals that you currently own or have in your zoo. And it has a little progress bar on the bottom letting you know how endangered they are in the world. So like rabbits are very common. So that bar is full and it's green. Uh, so if I release an animal or release a rabbit, I won't get much in the way of like both, you know, good points, but it I don't have to pay anybody anything to get rid of them. <laughs> right. Uh, 
Speaking of, there's a whole Paragon Renegade system in this game. Mass Effect? <laughs> yeah, I I don't recall the name of the like the good and the bad points, but throughout the game, you're presented with uh, decisions. And sometimes those decisions will give you good points and sometimes they'll give you bad points or no points. So you're not stuck with only doing one or the other. As an example, sometimes a a um, person will come into your zoo and they are a poacher or something like that. Something along those lines. Like a black market seller. And they will come ask you, and a little window pops up, said, hey, I can get you some new animals for your exhibit, some exotic animals you've never seen before. Would you like some? And you have an option of saying yes, and that'll give you negative points. Or you can you can turn them into the police and get positive points. <laughs> so every right. time so every time that's popped up, it's like, uh, I want positive points. Bye, dude. <laughs> You a snitch. I was snitching. I think that's even what it says. Do you want to snitch? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, But yeah, and by doing the positive or negative um, build up there, there are some facilities that require a certain level of that uh, positive or negative uh, rate to operate. So I saw... In there, there's something along the lines of a, I think it's like, um, oh, what do you like a puppy mill? Something like that. And you have to have like 40 negative points to operate that. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, that's a turn. I didn't think it would go that like dark. (laughs) Yeah. It's not a puppy mill per se, but I think it was along those lines of those like, you're breeding to sell. I see. Okay. Which is what I said earlier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that takes negative points to use. Whereas on the other hand, the rehabit rehabit why do I have a problem with that word? Rehabil- re- rehabilitation. Ab- rehabilitation center <laughs> is I think. You that you wanted to 40. add a, like a letter yeah. or a syllable in there that wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's okay. I have plenty just, of those. We're just going to change the word so I can say it properly. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We have it. That center requires, I think it was 40 good points to operate. So there, there is one of those types of thing, uh, mechanics in the game. And it's very cheap to buy new land to make your park bigger. And the map that you're provided at first is actually fairly large. I think it's a grid of like nine by nine or something like that. I don't exactly remember the the number, but Mm -hmm. each plot of land is just a square and you open it up, unlock it and you start building there. You can build paths for all the um, uh, park goers to follow. Sometimes they'll follow it unless you block it off. Uh, they will go and just roam around the park. You can hire ah. caretakers for all the different animals. You can hire janitors to clean up. You can set the prices on all your food and merchandise shops and the vending machines. Uh, it even gets granular enough where like 
the hot dog place that I have, you can you can tell it how much MSG to put in your hot dogs uh, to hide the like crappy meat yeah, the, that you would the use. crappy taste, whatever. Yeah. So there's a there's a uh, a slider that's like, OK, do you want to use prime cut or do you want to use like uh, eyes and tails? <laughs> oh, eyes and tails, obviously. I mean, come on. Yeah. So eyes and tails, obviously the cheapest. And if you want to go that route, you can. But people may not like the food or buy it from there or expect a lower price. So mm-hmm. then you can kind of mask that with the MSG. <laughs> uh, I, on the other hand, went slightly above mid so it's a little more in the prime, but I had loaded that thing with MSG. So people loved it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that is a fun uh, management game. And I, I think everybody should give it a try. On the I actually flip saw side, you playing it. I wanted, to, I wanted to try that guy. Yeah, that, that might even be something genevieve may uh may like i don't know if she's into the whole management stuff but the animals are cute (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's 50 percent of why she would play it right (laughs) Right. animals are cute uh okay i'm gonna be real real with you i said that because genevieve's in the background right here and she hasn't heard any of this until i said but the animals are cute and Uh i look over and she go she's opening something and she looked up right at me like and smiled. <laughs> I was like, Excuse hmm? me? You, you got something cute for me? Right. So on the opposite end of that, when uh, an animal passes away and becomes food for people, uh, I played played up. <laughs> yeah. How about that segue? A terrible. Segue. Well, you know, it was only terrible because you mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing more played up also. I actually was playing uh, solo and it's not terribly difficult solo. Uh, I, you just have to play a little slower, but I was finding that by the time I got around to day eight ish, unless I had the right equipment, I was having a rough time um, keeping up with the demand for everybody coming in for pizza. That's what I was wondering is. It does. Does it literally? Is it just literally like attrition? You know? Yeah, it, it is attrition at that point. Okay. Um, the pizza wasn't too bad because I can just kind of bulk it at first and then serve it. Uh, cleaning the plates was was rather hard by yourself because you you quite literally have to go serve them the food, go start making something or cleaning something, and then when they're done, run back to that table to free it up for the next guest, and then run back to your sink to clean those dishes so that they're out of the way out of like the counters and everything. So you can use them. I did get a dishwasher and that helped quite a bit. Um, but I messed up. I got a conveyor belt too, but I pulled it out of the upgrade desk too soon and used it. So it grabbed the plate from the dishwasher, but it grabbed the plate from the dishwasher. They didn't grab right. just a clean plate. So when I threw the dirty plate in, it went on the uh, conveyor belt. It's like, well, that sucks. Uh, but it's just one extra step I had to do now where I load two plates into the dishwasher so that one is trapped on the conveyor belt. And then the rest go in the dishwasher. And then once it hits four, start washing, grab the dirty plate, put it in the uh, 
dirty plate holder. Well, what you need to do there is you need the conveyor belt needs to be a smart conveyor belt, a yeah, smart but, grabber. Yeah, and that would have been leaving it in the thing for one more turn. I just pulled it out too soon. <laughs> well, and that's one thing that I think needs to have a change. Um, and maybe we just haven't gotten far enough into the game because we've been playing it together and with Des and, and Genevieve. Uh, is that you, there needs to be an option or a way to like spend some sort of like like you maybe it costs double the blueprint cost or something to be able to take an item that's already been created and upgrade that. Right. Rather than only being able to upgrade the blueprints for it. Right. Because then if you've got the conveyor because you need it and now it's like, OK, well, now I've got the setup for everything else to use the smart grabbing conveyor. I have to then find a conveyor, upgrade that twice. Yep. But then it's in hopes that another conveyor, another conveyor shows up because you can go through 15 levels for days not. <laughs> and not ever get one, which has happened. <laughs> so I, it's it's still a fun game, even by yourself. Um, I look forward to playing more of that with you guys. But what um, what stuff have you been getting into this week? What have I been getting into? Well, uh, obviously played up. Um, I actually been playing played up with Des and you, um, but the video did not have. I-, I was in it, but I was not playing it. Um, I had a this is accurate. A little a little girl, young one who makes her debut um, <laughs> on saving content, who stole my controller and would not give it up. She's like she wants to play. She wanted to play, and that was that was a fight I was not willing to fight <laughs> <laughs> at that point. Um, but other than that, actually got back into Bakery Simulator for a little bit. Okay, um, yeah. Yeah, we did the uh, little video, uh, gameplay video of it, and it's still, a, it, it's fun. It's a simulator. Yeah. <laughs> it's a simulator. It's fun. It's worth it. Uh, honestly, if you like that type of thing, it's worth it. And I, so I say I, be, I got back into Bakery Simulator. It was more of me watching Genevieve play Baking Simulator. Ah, she got yes. into it. Um, and we were watching her play. Um, and kind of enjoying it. And she played it for about what hour and a half, almost two hours last night. That sounds about right. That yeah, was a pretty so. good amount of time that we were on um, Parsec. I was watching. Yeah. <laughs> well, and she hey, she went from, um, uh, I think she upgraded her her kitchen once and then got a bunch of stuff. She actually got that oven rack that um, that I don't well, we don't have. Oh, yeah, the in-wall uh, oven rack where the rack itself spins around inside the oven. Yeah, the rack spins around. Now, it's cool that you can take that rack out. I think that's a, ne- a neat um, addition because, like, if you get into the point where you've got multiple orders, uh-huh. you can take it around to the each, you know, to the where you've got them and just stack them so you're not going forward, back, forward, back. Um, the one thing I have yet to figure out, and I just think I need to... I think I need to play it a little more is I've tried multiple orders in the game a few times. And every time I do the delivery for multiple orders, I only get credit for one. Oh, really? Like the, the other two, I don't get money or XP XP for. Huh. So I don't know if that's a bug or if maybe I'm doing it wrong or what. But I mean, I can't imagine I'm doing it wrong. I've got, you know, three of those crates and I tell I select all three of the locations to deliver to. And then I do the delivery and I only get credit for one. And the credit, I did check the credit for the one. It, it's not like they took all three and added them up. It's still only the amount 
of money for the one that I got credit for. Aha. Uh-huh. So I'm not sure if that's a, 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 a probably a glitch. I, um, maybe. And I did figure out the oven thing. It wasn't a glitch because when we did our thing, uh, it, I thought it was a glitch because it's like my oven glitched out and it started it started <laughs> burning. Burned. Well, it 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 didn't. It's because I had the old oven and apparently like that those cupcakes were supposed to be cooked at 180 and that the starting oven only oh. goes 200. So it was just too hot. Yeah. So it was, it was literally, it was too hot. So it was baking them and cooking them. But as it was cooking, it was also burning because it was too hot. Aha. Uh-huh. So they accounted for it. Yeah. So I thought that was, I was like, Oh, okay. Well, that was just me not really understanding the, um, the mechanics of that. Right. But you know, it, it, and that's one of those things about that that game is that it doesn't it holds your hand to a point, <laughs> and then <laughs> it goes off and goes, yeah, well, you know, I told you enough. It's it's almost like that person that's like, you know, they've done this their whole life, and you ask them, hey, how do you do this? And they go, oh, uh, you do this, this, and uh, and and this, and then you're like, well, what about this? Uh, figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we'll just figure it out. <laughs> so, uh, other than that. Uh, played up a baker simulator. I have been playing construction simulator. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> yes. Look, that game, and we said it in our in our uh video, which a lot of people have taken a look at. Um, it's, it has no right being as good as it is. It really right? doesn't. It's it? a really good, it's a really good open world game, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a simulator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are some, you know, hiccups here and there. There are some quality of life improvements that should be done. But nothing stops it from being a bad game. And that's it. Nothing stops it from being a good game. Nothing makes it a bad game. Nothing makes it bad. Yes. Yeah. Um, That's the thing is like it. We made the joke when we first got in there. It reminded us of uh, like a GTA kind of feel. And as we played, I felt that it was okay. This is basically GTA. If you were a good person, uh, if you were, if you were a um, functioning member of society, (laughs) if you wanted to role play GTA as a construction worker without having to deal with actual crimes. (laughs) Right. This is kind of (laughs) it. This is, yeah, it kind of is. I mean, and we were, we were making jokes. I still have not figured out. What is the reason for jumping and clamber in this game? Yeah, I don't I don't get it either because not not anything we've run across yet requires you to climb. Not anything requires you to jump because if you need to get somewhere to unpack something or you need to get to the next floor of a building, there usually is stairs stairs, right? The only reason I've ever used the jump and clamber is to jump on the car's hood. Yeah. <laughs> or try to jump into the onto the roof of the truck. No reason to do it like in game. Um, but, the, but they give you the option. They give you the option. And that's that's great. I love it. The biggest. Uh, OK. <laughs> Sorry. Genevieve just discorded message says she wants to play bakery simulator. <laughs> 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 well, I guess that means we've we've got we 
we've got to finish this soon. <laughs> gotta gotta wrap it up. <laughs> um, well, she's just gonna have to wait. <laughs> uh, uh, but one thing I did, actually, one final thing I did want to say about Construction Simulator is I have one. It, it's not a gripe. It's not an issue, and it's kind of one of those things that is good and bad. Is the uh, fast travel situation right? Um, out of the gate, you can fast travel, and you pay. I'm pretty sure you pay p- depending on if it's just you or if it's you and a vehicle. So that's the thing that I think is a little odd is that you can get into a vehicle and then fast travel to another location that you've been to uh-huh. and you pay a certain amount of money and it's both you and the vehicle fast traveling there, which I think is really cool. Um, but it really feels like a late game um, mechanic. A little, yeah. Because by doing that, they kind of eliminate the need for you to have those. So in the game, you can get the trailers that will load, um, load vehicles. Yeah. So by doing that, you kind of eliminate the trailer unless you need to carry materials like uh, two by fours and wood frame or house frames and roofing framing and stuff like that. But even there, you can have it delivered to the job site for for money. So like if you want them to, you buy it and they deliver it to job site. Right. So you don't even need to do that, which that I think is fine because that costs a, not an exorbitant amount of money, but a high amount of money. You know, it's not like a couple hundred dollars. It's a little more. So that I kind of get and, and it makes sense. But the fast travel is what really gets me because it's like I don't I would like to use the trailer to load up the, the vehicles, but I really don't need to because it's only like a thousand, I think maybe two thousand dollars, if that for fast traveling. Uh-huh. With the vehicle. So it's really not bad. It it's almost seems a little broken, a little OP. <laughs> well, I think that's pr- it was probably added in because they haven't fixed their issues with traffic light violation. <laughs> yes. So there's <laughs> there's one of those uh issues. <laughs> you can be sitting at the traffic light and you know behind the crosswalk, okay? So uh-huh. not have not you know, you've got like four feet into the crosswalk in game and you'll be sitting there waiting for the traffic light. And then it's just you hear this boo traffic light violation. I'm like, what? What? What did I do? What I, I was sitting here. It's still red. The, the one that bothered me the most was I was sitting at a red light waiting for it to turn green. Everybody else is going around me except for the lane next to me. And then it goes from red to yellow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wait a minute you don't even have time to get me. up and go <laughs> so well so it turned so there was a point it turned yellow so i floored it and then i got a red light violation for running a yellow light <laughs> like, <laughs> well, this is not fair well and then i also found that you know uh there is a way around the red lights and that is literally if you come up to a, if you're coming up to a red light go onto the sidewalk and go onto the perpendicular cross traffic road and oh. then cut back across so you literally you know go into the other yeah road so you don't they they have that line separated right at the road and not on the uh, sidewalk <laughs> so that's you know. how you that's how you get out of that 
No, sir, I didn't run a red light. I actually turned right and then made a left. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which that's another thing. I guess if if they were really to bring in traffic laws in here, which I kind of am for, because that's what this game. Yeah, it's kind of what essentially is trying to do. Right. Uh, then they need to incorporate you like, you know, right turn on red and, you know, uh, uh, like vehicle collision, which I thought was in the game, because if you read you there's a thing to turn off that kind of stuff right um it says red light penalties collision penalties and something else but i i've hit a few cars and i've gotten no, no penalties um yet so i don't know if i don't know maybe i need to progress further in the game i don't know <laughs> it's very possible it, it does seem a little weird um and then speed oh that was it yeah it does have a speed it said uh, speed infractions and i've I've been I've gone 50 miles an hour down roads. No problem. No speed tickets in in town. So like. Uh, also, some be, of those trucks, I don't think can break the speed limit. Yeah. Um, well, so uh, also a lot of like the only vehicles that you're allowed to drive on the road are the trucks with wheels. So like the tank ones have if you want to drive it to your location, you're supposed to put it on a flatbed and yeah and uh do it that way um or just teleport it <laughs> which uh, yeah but, i'm i'm fine with the teleporting that you know i i like having the option for a, a full sim but yeah. at some point i was like oh i just need it to be a game so i can keep playing right. and and that's what i get and that's why i'm like on the fence of that it's like it's that like Oh, well, that's not realistic. But then I go, but it's a game, <laughs> you know, you, I can't ex- you can't expect it to be full sim, like even like football sims and sports sims are not full sims. Yeah, they still have to be fun to play. They still have to be fun to play. Exactly. You, you, you can't make it a full simulator because then it's like, OK, well, now I'm just sitting here waiting. Yeah, be- because it's a full simulator. Yeah. So, I, you know, I make the comparison to something like you've got Forza and you've got Gran Turismo. Those mm. are simulators in the grand sense, but they aren't a full sim because they still have to be fun to play versus right. something that's, you know, it's fun in its own right, but the Assetto Corsa series of games are they are pretty much as full sim as you can get on a console, but it's very dry. Right. Uh, like, like I said, it's still fun to drive and you, it can be a little difficult depending on your control setup, but there's not much game there. It is literally going from race to race to race. There's, there's no, no, uh, pop in circumstance. There's, there's not really a story or anything. You're just a new test driver that's going mm-hmm. to make your way up into the GT3 League or whatever uh, racing series that it is. And it still has to be designed for fun. Um, you could go full out sim and do something like iRacing, <laughs> which is made by the old uh, Papyrus guys with NASCAR racing and all that. Right. And it is. It is a sim through and through, but that's what it is. That's all it is, is there's, you know, you can buy 
the different packs for cars and tracks and everything. But it is a it is just a sim. You buy it, you race and you make your own enjoyment out of it. Right. So, yeah, it's um, it, it's a back to construction simulator. It's, it's a good game. You know, it, it's fun. It's it's I think it's worth picking up for a lot of people, like even if they're not into simulation games. Uh, I think it's worth picking up. <laughs> I think it could bring some people into more like liking sim games. Um, yeah, if you enjoy building things, uh, it's it's not like a Lego builder, but no, you know, just the process is neat. Um, if you if you like construction equipment, this is uh, this is probably the best way to go. <laughs> yeah. Now, I would like to apologize to uh, the I guess the developers and the company because I had no idea that this wasn't a brand new idea game. This has apparently oh, yeah. been out for a long time. Well, a longish time. I'm going to um, I'm going to I'm going to put some of that back on the developers and publishers because of the way they named the game. So <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's nothing in the title. To say that this is like an iteration of. It's not a numbered one, two, three. It's not a yearly numbered of like 2022. So just being that it's construction simulator, you know, unless you actually did your research and be like, oh, is this like the first game in the series? You wouldn't have known. Right. Well, speaking of uh, developer and and publisher problems. Uh, here's one that uh, our topic of discussion, uh, the the shutdown of Stadia. Yeah. Google uh, the Stadia. The very abrupt shutdown of Stadia. After what, three years? Uh, I think it's three years. 2019 was the date that it released, I think. Uh, that sounds correct. Um, let me see. <laughs> But yes, they Google finally put the the last nail in the coffin here and has said January of next year, it'll shut down for good. In fact, if you were to go to the Stadia storefront now, Mm -hmm. it is not there. Uh, you, You can't buy any new games. If you've already purchased things, you can still go and down. Well, not download, but still access them for the time being. Exactly. You can't download anything anymore. Uh, this news came as like a complete like uh, sh- shock, I think works a complete shock for some developers because they had games coming out within the next couple weeks here. Well, yeah, there was one uh, on, on an article I believe was on Kotaku was reading. Uh, actually, I have that up, but it was one. They're like, yeah, uh, we had a game coming out like in two days. Yep. Um, yeah. Tangle Tower was due to launch in two days time when they heard about it um so it's like uh they had no idea what they were going to do uh it wasn't still coming out it probably obviously can't because there's no access yeah um the people who made snipper clips uh their game was supposed to be coming out november 1st yeah yeah i heard about them too uh Um, (laughs) well there was also arctic awakening um made by goldfire studios that was supposed to be coming out in 2023 uh, they had literally, it says they had signed a deal and had been working towards a release date on Stadia and Stadia Pro in 2023. They had been talking with Stadia partners and nothing, they'd never gotten any information 
that was going to be changing. And they were actually talking about the next steps on how to get it released on Stadia. And the reason that that was happening was because the Stadia employees had no idea. Yeah. They all believed it was hunky door and still going. Even, um, what's his name? Harrison? Phil Harrison. Phil Harrison, yeah, the, uh, I forget what his title is, but head dude there he- didn't have any idea until this, apparently the same day that the tweet came out. <laughs> or was it a tweet or is it a Reddit post? It was, I guess it was a tweet. But whatever was shared, the, the, on Reddit, someone, a Google employee put a, a meeting invite from him on the 29th of September at 8.30 saying that important updates, a meeting being held today at important updates for everyone. Like, I believe that was only a few hours before um, official word from Google came out. So like, oh. <laughs> it was day and day and date. Like, this is ending. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, hmm? I was, I was just going to start going into um, my thoughts on Stadia, but uh, if you got some more. Well, I was just going to say is it, it, it is an abrupt thing. Very, very much abrupt for a lot of studios, oh, but yeah. it's also one of those things that I don't think it was one. It's not out of Google character. No. Right. It everybody is very kinda, much within. Yeah. Everybody kind of predicted this. Yeah. It was very much within Google character to be like, Oh, this is hemorrhaging a little bit of money. Cut it. Yeah, cut uh, it. it. They have no problem doing that kind of stuff. They've done it with a, literally dozens of other things um and also it really shouldn't come as too much of a shock because they stopped their own in-house production la- uh beginning of this year right yeah In january well, or something they had a whole studio with i think jade raymond yeah. and uh then it just fizzled out <laughs> and that was one of like it wasn't like a, okay we're stopping production in the next few months it was literally a, a same same situation uh, we've stopped production as of next week or something ridiculous. The um, super, super short time frame. So it's like, you know, the writing was on the wall. Granted, it was also a the writing's on the wall. And then, oh, by the way, today, <laughs> like <laughs> it, there was no right. ramp down. Um, but that's how Google's always been with their product pro- oh, yeah. uh, projects. If um, it if it doesn't earn them the money that they're expecting. Or it's not catching on the way they thought it would. Uh, they just drop it. <laughs> it's just like, nope, we're done. Uh, so Google Stadia just had an uphill battle to begin with. Ba- yeah. Basically because of its, um, its, its philosophy with its store. And in, on paper, Stadia at this point in time should be the biggest thing out there because of everything that they've gone, that the world has gone through since yep. Stadia launched. It was like the perfect idea, uh, the perfect storm of things to make their particular storefront work. You have everybody at home. You have people who, you know, are a little low on funds, so they can't afford new and expensive gaming equipment. Mm-hmm. And because everybody's home, you have people who have a lot of time on their hands again. Right. So what better service than something that can deliver games to you through the Internet without having to, you know, pay for this, 
you know, extraordinarily uh, expensive piece of equipment. Right. Huge instruction cost. Yeah. You are paying for a controller and now you're on Stadia. Right. But the problem comes from the fact that when you're doing an online service like that, I think most people are going to expect it is a streaming service like Netflix. Yeah. Disney Plus. Amazon Prime. They did not do it that way. They didn't do a curated set of games that you can play for one monthly rate. Right. They they mixed they mixed the two platforms, right? They, they went and did, yeah, you could do our monthly subscription and then you'll get like some content kind of like a PlayStation Plus free free games type of situation. Mm-hmm. But you still had to go and buy the games. And they were the same price as games on the console. Yeah. So you don't even own the game. You're it's not on your hardware. It's not physically in your hand. I guess I should turn that around. It's not physically in your hand. It's not on your physical hardware. It is on the cloud somewhere. You are basically right. paying for the idea of like leasing owning it. that game. <laughs> well, in all technicality, ever since games have been around, you've, you've leased the right. game. You've leased, you've leased the rights to play it. Yeah. But this is... The Stadia model was very uh, apparent in that fact. Right. It's like, oh, no, this is ours. We're just... You're paying us the right to be able to access the game on top of a monthly service. Yes. So it was not, it was not, um, enticing enough <laughs> No, for most people like me initially. I was like, Oh, okay. That sounds cool. And then I went, mm, not with, with, not with how you're doing it. Yeah. Um, and if you use the tech, it wasn't bad. Yeah. But it wasn't foolproof. It wasn't like, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ouya is a whole separate thing, but um, it it was no better from what I used, at least. You know, everybody has different experiences based off of where they're located and how far they are away from one of the data centers. But using a Stadia's tech, the, the Google streaming tech versus something like uh, Microsoft Azure cloud uh, stuff for their game streaming, mm-hmm. I didn't really feel any difference in the latency. And cloud streaming comes free if you have Game Pass Ultimate. Right. But see, that Game Pass Ultimate comes with more than what Stadia was giving. Yes. Like, and you so don't have to buy the games individually. You and you can. don't have to buy the games, right. But you don't have to. Right. Uh, yeah, that was that was the biggest thing is like it ca- comes in going, hey, we've got you. This is what we can do. And they go, oh, cool. But I can get that here. And more. Yeah. So you're you're giving me something. And, and then the price wasn't that much of a difference. I, I actually want to say it was about the same, wasn't it? I don't remember what the cost. I don't remember were. what the cost. I don't remember. I, I know I the games cost the same amount. Yeah. I just remember. I remember the subscription being like, OK, that's that's just another one of these. This is another Microsoft setup, their Xbox subscription. But I'm not even getting half of what I'd get with this or even Sony. You know, like it, it didn't mm-hmm. seem like enough. You didn't give yeah. enough. So here's another thing. It's like, you know, people are starting to get more comfortable with uh, digital storefronts and mm-hmm. putting all their 
the rights into what they own into these storefronts. Yeah. You know, what happens when the storefront goes away? Everything she spent money on, uh-huh. you know, it just disappears. So, yep. you know, Steam has a backup in that. I think in their terms of service, they basically say you will get a you will get a downloadable copy for whatever game that you you purchase through our store if we go under. Right. Um, I don't know about other. Re, uh, not retailers. Uh, I don't know about other storefronts, uh, storefronts like Microsoft or Sony. But I assume that they're probably somewhere thinking about that. You would you would think there would be some sort of contingency there. Yeah. But like here, you know, well, uh, yeah, that's they're putting it on the developers as far as I can tell. And right. it's not even Google putting it on the developers. It's it's uh, players being like, hey, uh, you know, uh, Red Dead developers. Hey, I, 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 I need I bought this on Stadia and I've got like this one dude was what, like 2000 hours or something ridiculous. I need help. Like, well, get, yeah. let me transfer this. Well, yeah, and I wouldn't say that's the players putting on it. I no, say that's, yeah. that's Google just kind of throwing their arms up and say, you deal with it. Well, um, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Google didn't do any, is not doing anything, basically. And it's just figure it out where the players are like, hey, you know, I still want to play this game and I put this much time and money into it. You know, game developer help. <laughs> right, well. And, and it shouldn't that, be the, it shouldn't be their responsibility is what I'm saying. Right. And that's what I was trying to get to is that this is a, you know, this is a the first time that a storefront of this magnitude has gone under. And right. with everybody getting used to these, now it starts bringing up those, mm-hmm. you know, those comments or those concerns again of like, well, I spent all my time and money into this platform and all that stuff that I purchased that is mine you know, again, mm-hmm. coming from the consumer mindset, you own that. That's yours. Right. Yeah, like you buy a a, a gallon of milk, that's yours. But yeah. so, th- that's that assumption. I've paid money, it's mine. Right, the, that's the assumption. I've paid the money, it is my copy. I should be able yeah. to use it. Do so as I, the, yeah, use it and do as I wish, yeah. So when the storefront goes under, what happens? And in Google's case, they basically just said, nah, we're done. Don't care. You know, You'll have Granted. access. You'll have access to your stuff until January, and it seems like you know this. The individual developers are left to figure out: okay, how do we get our player base to to keep playing the the thing that they've paid for? Maybe in other places. Um, I think the thing I last saw was Google was going to refund. I was going to say all I the remember games. seeing something they were. They were re- run, refunding all play to, to all yeah. players. Um, yeah, they are going to. I don't ref- know if it's all games or if it's big games like blockbuster games. Like I, no, I don't know. They, it just says they're refunding to all players. I don't know if that. The thing I read was they were going to refund all purchases. Okay, which is that's a crap ton of money. But it's Google. <laughs> but it's Google. <laughs> to them, so they have it, and for the amount of people actually using Stadia, it is quite literally like pulling change out of your pocket (laughs) (laughs) yeah basically um i just i do have like you know i don't i don't work in the gaming industry um like actually work my my job is in a very different industry right uh in engineering and it's a lot of this is i think is in insane and garbage and it's not fair to the consumer or the developer slash publishers which 
you know, I only have so much empathy and sympathy, sorry, for a publisher, <laughs> but you know, it's still not fair, right? right. It's not good business, not good business practice. Uh, but there was like a, a quote from somebody in the, in the a developer uh, in one of the articles I read talking about like, you know, the, you know, the feeling of having six plus months worth of work literally just mean nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, that's the worst feeling ever. And I'm like, yeah, I know it sucks. Doesn't it? Because in my line of work in engineering, that happens all the time. Like it, it literally happens where it's like, you'll put almost a year's worth of work into, in my line, like, you know, getting a transformer set up for a new substation. And then the city goes, yeah, we don't want the substation anymore. And all of that work for all of those people literally just get forgotten. It yeah. goes, oh, well, project's closed. And now you're like, I spent a year of my life working on this. I just have to pick up and go elsewhere now. And right. something else, do something else, go to, you know. So it's like, I feel for you because I know how, how, how that feels. But it's also, I don't feel too terribly bad because I deal with it every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I mentioned earlier, this is like the first big storefront to do this. Yeah. I should probably clarify a little bit. You know, technically, Nintendo has gone through this with the Wii Shop and oh, the 3DS right. uh, eShop. So, you know, the Nintendo didn't handle those very great either. <laughs> but True. This is it's a good wake up call for these bigger storefronts like your Amazons, like your Microsoft's and Sony's uh, to be like, OK, well, we should probably have a contingency plan just in case. And it should be a wake up call to uh, the people who buy the games, mm-hmm. like, you know, be a little more choosy about where you're purchasing games. Maybe this is a good sign for, well. Maybe I don't actually buy games. Maybe I just do like your subscriptions, like a Game Pass or something, if that fits more your lifestyle. Or maybe you just buy physically from now on. You know, I was going to say to me, what this solidifies to me is that, okay, people just need to start understanding that um, digital isn't the end all be all solution to gaming. Like, you know, digital is great. But you have to under there are give there are give you know gives and takes to this and that you know there isn't good verbiage or legal verbiage on how a company or a storefront would handle this stuff you know handle the um, rights to things because you and I know everyone's seen it you buy a game and you go online and then it gives you the terms of services right yep people don't read it well yeah uh, it's, 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 straight out. People don't read it because they know that I have to click yes or I won't be able to play my game that I just bought. Yeah. But when you read those, um, which I've done a fair amount of times, they specifically talk about like, you know, um, collecting data and, you know, um, the rights to the games and stuff like that. Yep. And it's always very vague. We will do our best as a company to not sell your information and we will we have all respect and all intents to keep this setup going in a, in a more legally way. Um, but there's never a way, there's never a drawn out statement of like, if we go under, this is what happens. Right. It's always vague, vague enough where it'll work in a legal document. 
Um, I mean, I've defined enough that'll work in a legal document, but vague enough where they can say, well, we did we did say we would try. <laughs> and like right. being the, the world that I came from I, as an engineer, I used to write um, legal documents for why we're doing a project. Right. Because um, you had to do when I where I worked, you had to do um, justifications for why the project is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I learned I'm not I'm not a legal I didn't I didn't write legal documents in college, right? <laughs> I did engineering. <laughs> so I did the the design and the engineering aspect. I had to learn very quickly how to do that. And uh, I learned very quickly that there is a difference between can, should, would, and will. Yeah. Four different words that a lot of people in the vernacular use or in, in general use interchangeably, more or less. But in a legal document, I mean four very different things yep oh yeah uh, you, i mean there is there is a defined will means it's going to happen and i will be held to this to this standard should means it should happen I, I, it is the intent to happen and it will most likely happen but i have a little bit of gray area could means i have the choice as a company or person i don't have to it could happen it may happen it might not happen Mm-hmm. So in that is those are taken in legal terms. You know, you go to court to it and then, you know, it will literally come down to, well, they said they could do this, but they don't have to. Right. So this is that gray area. Um, verbiage is big. So and you read these things and I'm reading it going, I've never I personally have never seen a, a terms of service that says will in anything. You know, they don't say this will happen unless you break their rules. Then you hear that. Then you see. I see it all the time. You now you break oh. our terms of services. This will we happen. Will happen. We will <laughs> right. do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's the takeaway I get from this. People are probably going to see and be a little more enlightened to what they're actually agreeing to. Not a whole lot of people, because you know, it, it's not affected Sony or Microsoft's direct storefronts or Steam, but. Um, it might open the eyes of uh, more people. So that was my statement on that. There's <laughs> <laughs> my soapbox. I'm going to step back down on it. Now I'm back to normal height. Yeah, it's it's not a great situation. Um, it's not. I feel for the people who decided to use Stadia as their storefront. Uh, the idea was good. The execution was terrible. Yeah, and, and uh, my hope is that the developers like come up and and help out these uh, help people out um for you know saving not saving face but um uh what do you call it? like pr presence or whatnot i just um, and because it's the right thing to do right? i just i just want uh developers to take away from this you know be careful about deals that you make and how it better fits your player base not your pocket <laughs> Right. Well, and and see, here's where I get on that is that like, you know, you've got developers that in general would probably think in that terms. But then you've got publishers who are like, well, this killed, you know, killed us pocket, you know, in our pocket wise. So now we just don't do now we just don't approve that. We don't approve this kind of like startup stuff. You know, it, it could go that other direction where it's like, well, here's this huge company, Google, who decided to, you know, yeah, we're not going to. We're not going to continue this thing. So now when some, if something else comes out of this kind of same thing, if it's not someone that's super established in that world, they're not going to, 
they might not allow that to take the next steps, which, you know, could really, you know, that, that kills innovation because um, you have to you have to buy in and fund innovation for it, even if it's a great idea for it to, to prosper. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's terrible. Um, I never used Stadia, but honestly, yeah. I never used. I, I didn't. I wasn't a big proponent and, and user of Stadia. So yeah, like I said, I, I've used the tech, uh, and it works to a point. You know, there's the latency still there inherently there, but it, just their philosophy on how their storefront was kind of doomed them from the beginning. And yeah. you know, it's Google. They unless it just does what they wanted to do right out the gate. <laughs> you you're pretty much guaranteed that thing's going to just get dropped. So I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Yeah, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the .exe podcast. Uh, did you know enjoy today's discussion? Let me read that one more time. Did you enjoy today's discussion? Let us know. Send us your comments, questions, topics, and corrections to .exe at savingcontent.com. Or leave a comment to Saving Content on Twitter and Facebook. Saving Content is also on YouTube, so subscribe for video previews, reviews, trailers, and original content like this here.exe podcast. Are you looking for more gaming discussions, though? Then uh, check out the Quick Save podcast with Evan and Scott. Still time to catch up. Yes, plenty of time to catch up. Uh, Is Saving Content's other podcast over there our sister podcasts sibling they sibling podcasts i think that works they are our sibling podcast um we would be the younger sibling we'd be the more annoying uh tagging uh, you know tugging at the coattails like i want to be part of the we want to play let us play (laughs) i want to be first player and then evan and scott they give us the control like oh here you go it's not even plugged in and we're like ah we're doing this great. You're doing good. Hey, I don't think it's working. No, no, you're good. You're, you're fine. It's it's uh, your Navi. <laughs> also, remember to visit SavingContent.com for the latest news and reviews. Uh, this week, we've got a Domekeeper review by Scott. Scott also reviewed the Rocat Vulcan 2 Mini, which is a keyboard. One of those little portable uh, keyboards. I don't remember if that one's wired or not, but... Uh, go give that a review also uh, a read of his review also Eric and I did a gameplay video for Construction Simulator we also did one for Bakery Simulator and then the uh, the whole Acosta family here uh, minus Keegan Keegan was that in that one uh, no he was not in that one yeah he was <laughs> playing his own computer game <laughs> uh, we all played some played up so go enjoy that video as well Now, before we go, we only ask one tiny favor, a simple five-star review. You can even do it right in your podcast app. And finally, don't forget to tell your friends about us here at .exe. It'll help us grow and we'd really appreciate it. So I want to thank you for listening. And remember, kindness costs us nothing, but it means everything. Good night. Good night.